When Larry Smith, God rest his soul, was the head coach at USC in the 80s and 90s, his team was doing okay, but it was a far cry from the glory days of McKay and Robinson. And in an interview with the LA Times, he basically said that the return of those glory days was not possible and the fans would just have to accept where they were. And it was definitely a glass half empty kind of statement where he kind of lost a little bit of belief in their ability to be champions again. Welcome to Through the Tuttle, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I discuss the paradigm shift in mindset that happened at the USC football program after Pete Carroll was hired as their coach. When Pete was hired, there were many people in Trojan Nation who thought the team's glory days were behind them. But Pete would have none of that, and his positive attitude paved the way for an epic decade of USC football. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. Nine years after Larry Smith left USC, the Trojans hired Pete Carroll to be the new coach. Would you think Pete Carroll's kind of a glass half empty kind of guy? Oh no, he's the opposite. <laughs> he's a glass is half full yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, definitely had a positive outlook. Uh, bouncing off the walls, positivity. Like anything's possible. Right. And so he has this great positivity, and but the fans, they weren't, they weren't loving it. They thought, did we really Where'd we get this guy, Pete Carroll? This is our coach. We're SC. We're supposed to get superstars. And nobody really, he was kind of considered a mediocre 500 average NFL coach. The Trojans struck out like four times, I think, on trying to get uh, coaches to come be the head guy at SC. And um, Pete was just hanging around the rim. He showed up and he had a relationship with uh, one of the associate athletic directors, Daryl Gross. When the time they, uh, Pete was at the Jets, and so he was just kind of around, and uh, the Trojans had to hire somebody, and so he got the <laughs> so job. he got the job. So you have this dude, yeah, who um, exudes positivity, but the first season, the first five games, they're one and four, and the fans already don't want him to be their coach. You know, there's there's a great line from Mike Tyson. He says, "Everybody has a plan." until they get punched in the face, <laughs> right? So, so how does Pete remain positive even after getting punched in the face and starting you know, a season at one and four? He did the work. He did. he did the work before he ever got the job. So when he got fired by the Patriots, he took an entire year to really dig deep right. and understand how we should do this the next time. He thought he was gonna have another opportunity, so how do I do this? Right. And what he, the conclusion he came to, from talking to John Wooden and other fantastic, great coaches, um, historic coaches, was that he has to be authentic. He has to be who he is. Right. And so everything that he did, from practice to the film room to the recruiting trail to the game day to everything, was a reflection of who Pete was as an individual. And, and that was very competitive. Right. Very competitive. Right. And he also, but he also liked to have fun. Right. And so when you get punched in the mouth and you start one and four, you, he, keeps his, he keeps his belief because he has this plan. It's rooted in who he is as an authentic human being, not somebody else. And that's how he rode through that storm, you think? Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. That's how he rode through this. Because when we understand our underlying motivations, our understanding purpose, our calling right. at a very deep level, yeah. then these little bumps in the road, you know, you're one and four, 
you're not going to listen to the crowd because you have such resolute belief right. in who you are, what you're doing, knowing that that is the way you're going to be able to get it done. And so you, you don't flinch. And he didn't. Yeah. So it's interesting for Trojan fans because it's kind of come full circle. We had this period of time where there weren't some very good years and this belief had been kind of lost. In comes Pete Carroll and he's on this white horse at the end. Not when he first got there, but at the end. And the end came fast. A year later, he was already kind of rocking and rolling in the Orange Bowl and all those things. But um, we're, then after Pete leaves, we again kind of hit the doldrums for a while. And we recently hired um, Lincoln Riley at, at SC. Um, and all of a sudden, you're feeling that belief come back. It's very interesting because this is a first, I think, in USC's history uh, of having a coach come in with the resume that he has and everyone being so excited. Right. And you need that. And that energy uh, feeds on itself. And it, uh, the players feed off that energy right. uh, from the fans and the media and what's being written about uh, the Trojans. Um, and, of course, the head coach and the staff. Uh, the Trojans historically haven't had coaches like that. They haven't had coaches with uh, you know incredible resumes yeah. that waltzed in. They, these were people that had to prove themselves, right? right? But, but in the proving of themselves, they established um, an iconic institution called USC football. Right. And right. so that exists, and everyone wants the Trojans to be national champions every single year. Right. And the fans believe that's possible, right? right. This is what Larry Smith didn't believe, and therefore they had you know, some success, but they didn't have the kind of success that everyone wants to have. Uh, and with Lincoln Riley, though, he's walking in with that resume. And even though Lincoln Riley hasn't won a national championship yet, he, he believes and know, he knows he's capable of doing it because he's been to the playoffs a couple of times. He's had great success everywhere he's been. Yeah, it's interesting because the SE thing is like a double-edged sword. Um, you're on one hand a Trojan, if you're a football player, you put on a helmet, you're supposed to go out there and win football games. Um, but if you don't really have a genuine belief, that swagger that you have as you step on the field can very quickly go away. And I think back to, you know, to Pete, the, that swagger that he had didn't go away. He was still running around the sideline having fun and high-fiving dudes. They were practicing and, the same. They didn't change know, anything. Right, right. And I think that's one of the things that's been maybe lacking from SC football for a few years is the players at the beginning of the game would come out and they would look like they had a ton of swagger. But as the game went along and they took those punches in the face, you could see that confidence erode. And um, I think that I agree with you. I think with Lincoln Riley, you get this sense that there's a, a, a more positive future where when they do get punched in the face, they'll be able to bounce back from it. It's, it's level of belief. Right, that's what we're really talking about. There's like sort of, um, you know, superficial belief, right? Right, that can come and go with the wind, like a false confidence. Yeah. Kind of thing. And, well, if we get off a good start, we're gonna we can win this game. But if we don't have a good start, what's gonna happen? Or if something wrong happens, that's an, I refer to that as inertia, and it goes both ways. Inertia goes both ways. Uh, you know, an object that's not moving stays not moving. An object that's moving continues to move, and the inertia of that attitude. Right. Um, can continue. So if you've had a negative experience, something happened, things are going well, all of a sudden, oh, the quarterback throws an interception, <laughs> and then, oh, I've seen this story before. They go back to the past instead of living in the present moment. You shouldn't focus on the outcome of the future, what's gonna happen. Hey, we can win this game, we're gonna... You don't need to. 
uh, rush into that, uh, you know, that fate, if you will. And you don't want to bring in past issues that you've had in the past, right? Things right. that didn't go well because a play could happen, something people deja vu remember something, and all, right. you know, and then everyone on the sideline is dead now. The players feel that. There's this like energy around right. the game, right? That goes beyond just the players on the field. It's the yeah. sideline, it's the coaches, it's the fans, and people feel that energy. Uh, and during those great years with Pete Carroll and the Trojans, when they won 34 games in a row, the energy was off the wall, right? right, right. You had five deep, 10 deep on the sidelines. People just want to get on the field yeah. to just be part of it. Just to be in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And then there's other times when um, things uh, sometimes would go well, sometimes wouldn't go well, and um, uh, the energy was ebb and flow. I, I believe that you know Lincoln is going to uh, do a fantastic job at USC. And I think right. no one's expecting a national championship first year, but you want to do well, right? You do well, and that, cr that creates more belief. Okay, okay, I was believing in this, and so therefore, because of the six, okay, I was right to believe in that. Yeah, okay, yeah. proving me right. So let's, that belief then goes up a little bit a notch, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the next game, it, you know, the same thing can happen. And, and you know, you, you ride off into the sunset if you continue that belief. It's all, it's so important. Yeah, and, and but to your point, though, being married to the outcome, also kind of can sync that. So if you do make it just about the W, then it's not really true belief because you only believe if you won. Um, genuine belief comes after defeat, knowing that you will be able to bounce back. And I think you said it when you were talking about Pete, is when you've done the work to determine who you are, what you want, how you're gonna do it, develop a philosophy, go out and do the work and do the work and do the work and trust the process, you know that at the end of the day, this will lead to something good. It may not come as fast as you thought it was gonna come, but that day's coming. John Wooden famously taught his players how to tie their shoes in practice. <laughs> Can you imagine showing up for basketball practice first day of school and your, your coach is teaching you how to tie your shoes? Right. Because that was his attention to detail and it was all about the process. It was all about, we're gonna do this, this is how we're gonna run our offense, this is how we're gonna run our defense, this is what we're gonna do here. And you just did the work and you did the work and you built this belief in the system that you've created, that it will lead. And I don't think John Wooden was one who got caught up in all the championships. He won 10 no, of them. No. But yet, he became a champion. Yeah, because he was living in the present moment, you know, right. and that's what we were referring to. And, and in, that's where life is. And in the present moment, if you just focused on what you're doing, your job uh, at your position, whether and in your coach, if you're calling a play, and don't get caught up on what's behind or what's before uh, ahead of you. It's, it's right, right now. It's right here, right now, and that's what that's where the fun is. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're if you're worried you're, about losing a game, I mean, you can't play like that. No, you got it. If you're, you're worried about wow, two two weeks ago, yeah, this happened, it didn't go well, and that just happened in this game. Uh oh. You know, you got to leave that behind. You learn from the past, and you let it go, right. and you live right here, right now. If you're just Living in the moment, in the exact moment. Yeah, I'll give you. That's another, what the joy is. I'll give you another great example, which I loved, and I can't remember the players' names, but it was a national championship game. Alabama's in the game. There's four or five minutes left to play. They're up by three, four touchdowns. They're gonna win the game. Quarterback runs a play, and something goes wrong, and him and the offensive lineman get into it. They almost, they actually had to be separated. They were about to have fisticuffs because one of them had made a mistake on the play and they kind of had a miscommunication. Turns out it was the quarterback's fault. Sorry, quarterback. <laughs> happens, happens. But, but here's my point of that story, is they already won the game. 
but they were so wrapped up in every play being as good as it possibly could that when, when one didn't go right, it genuinely upset them, even though they were five minutes away from being national champions. That's being in the moment, because you take it one play at a time, one moment at a time, and don't flash forward to the result at the end. Yeah, because when you flash forward to the result at the end, then, you know, it's not as much fun, right? <laughs> You're just like thinking about, okay, well, let's, let's get this thing going. Let's get this thing over so we can, you right. know, hoist the trophy. It's, it's not why you play the game. You play the game because you get to play the game. Right, to and play. That's it, that to play, right. to play. Right, right. And just to put a cap on this, back to what you said about Pete, when you do go and do the work and develop that system, that's how that, when you can start viewing life as half full instead of half empty, because you know that you've do, dove in, done the work, and have established sort of a life system for yourself that works, and you have confidence that good things will happen. That gives you the faith versus somebody who maybe doesn't have that same kind of optimistic outlook on life. Yeah, maybe they've done things differently. Uh, well, that didn't work, I'm gonna try this now, try that, which is good. You wanna continue to improve as long as that's moving an upward trajectory. But you don't want to veer off too much. Like, you can't have a coach who's very calm and serene uh, for six weeks and all of a sudden loses his mind for six weeks and is yelling and screaming at everybody. Then right. people are gonna go, Wait a minute. <laughs> we want. Yeah. He, here's somebody that doesn't really figure, hasn't really figured it out. Yeah. We want consistency. Is what you. So just go back to what you know works. What has worked in the past, uh, and just keep on keeping on and enjoy, love the moment, uh, and trust and know that you're gonna win the next game. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.